Rock the Ripple. Rock the Ripple. The Rock the Ripple Podcast with Narita McInnes. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rock the Ripple podcast. I'm your host, Narita McInnes. It is so awesome to be here with you as always. And today is another very exciting day because I have a very special guest that I'm so excited to be chatting with. Now, I've written some stuff down for this beautiful woman because she has a background in many things. She has been an apprentice jockey to breeding and training thoroughbreds. She's traveled the world. She's been a personal trainer and world-class athlete representing Canada in the world's sport aerobics. Sport aerobics, yes, that's the one. Uh, She's a sports performance coach. Uh, She was two Olympic gold medal figure skaters, NHL, (laughs) NBA and weekend warriors, acupuncturist, a global educator and practitioner of frequency medicine. There is, of course, so much more. It's just a big (laughs) mouthful. Oh, my gosh. Uh, So please uh, join me in in, uh, welcoming this incredible woman. She is the beautiful inside and out, Gemma G. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. And when, um, when, yeah, when you read those types of things or when you talk about those or bring attention to it, it's like, wow, yeah, that's a lot of stuff in one lifetime, right? <laughs> oh, when I saw that and I read that on one of your posts, I was like, oh my gosh, she's like lived a hundred lifetimes <laughs> in this. So uh, talk to me all about, let, I mean, first of all, obviously the start of a podcast, um, you know, there's um, so much to someone and, and and all that sort of stuff. But for people who don't know you and have never met you, perhaps we can start there. Ah, oh, that, is, that is the question. <laughs> where, where to start, right? Um, oh, man. I, I guess I, it goes back to um, the important things that, that um, for anybody is our origins right and for a long time for me I really um struggled with I guess where I came from and I am part of perhaps all this achieving or whatever in the world was you know trying to fit in um because in my early years I mean I grew up on a farm um on the west coast of Taranaki and and here in New Turini or New Zealand um and oh man I look back at that and how how lucky I was to have had the upbringing I had and and how and actually important it is to me at this point in my life as well to be able to be honoring that because of the we we show up on this earth where we're meant to be and with all the information the wisdom and the knowledge um like inside of us right and I it took me yeah, this big roundabout journey around the world to really even um, appreciate that, I, I suppose. So, um, yeah, built, grew up on a farm, um, one of five girls. So it's kind of the, always the, the farm hand, the farm kid, the farm boy, the closest to a boy that my dad had. If there was any chance, opportunity to get into, um, get my hands in, get dirty, I was there, whether it was, <laughs> you know, riding motorbikes, feeding out, milking cows, um I mean I talked my dad into um you know mum and dad going away for the weekend grandma came out and stayed and looked after our kids kids and I you know looked after the farm and milked the cows for an entire weekend you know <laughs> like twice a day it's only about 10 years old for crying out loud yeah. um but it was just you know it was it was so it was just in the heart of me it was was this um this farm, the animals, the nature, just being in it, it was, it was heaven. Um, so I found I, I, I inherently 
fell into horses or, or just that was that was in within my coding as well within within my past experience my past incarnations um and you know I, I knew how to ride horses before I even knew what horses were in a way and mum always used to say to me well, you were really young like probably two years old or so and I was speaking about the government horses in the in the in the forest and the ranges <laughs> like all this stuff that how could I have even possibly have known and so you know fast forward I finally was able to talk my dad into allowing me to have my own horse and and it went from there and that's that's where my love for horses has always been um it was inherent uh but anyway um I got into naturally you know got into high levels going to taught myself how to jump into show jumping eventing and things like that and it was it got that all got put on hold interestingly enough it was like came to this big kind of stop um when I got pregnant at 16. Mm -hmm. and so that was that was a really interesting um time to experience that um <laughs> that that's a whole nother story as well but it ended up you know that took me away from horses for a wee bit I always felt that I would come back to the horses and that I was I felt this this honor I never ever had a moment in time where I felt like I would let that a question that I was going to bring my daughter into the world um I can't you can't explain it I I I remember it so clearly and it was just that was it I was I was going to bring her and there was a sense of responsibility a sense of accountability the sense of never ever a doubt in my mind that that was mm. the right thing to do however society of course at the time um wasn't quite so open to all of that and so it ended up that was probably one of my my biggest um ended up being the source of a biggest biggest lessons for me um of all sorts of lessons but Anyhow, I ended up having this intermission, shall we say, when I had my daughter. Wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. And then I ended up um, into racing and um, raced for a few years with the legendary trainer, Laurie Laxon, for those that are in the Southern Hemisphere here. Like he is legends beyond legends. Uh, he's no longer with us. Uh, but he taught me, you know, so much. Um, and it's so much tenacity so much so much around you know making things happen so much just yeah it was an incredible experience I was very lucky for that however <laughs> about three and a half years into it so I never completed my apprenticeship uh, for many reasons I'm a bit tall um so you know I struggle with weight and things like that and I, I got to the point um where I probably spent about six months or so being bulimic um mm. just so I can meet my race weight um and wouldn't eat for days, you know, leading up to a race, I had it down to a T. If I, you know, chewed a piece of gum, I would put on a certain amount of weight because of the saliva oh. acids and juices and things. So it's just stupid. And I, I remember one moment going, you know better than this, right? This is just dumb. This is not cool. And and then it coupled with, I can remember being in the gates at the start of a race. Um, and I just had this image, like I was looking down the track and there was chaos around there were colts going crazy there were helicopters spinning and you know having trouble loading horses and there's just so much so much noise it was so intense and I looked down this racetrack and my daughter came to mind she was only I don't know she's probably three three and a half or so at the time um and I just was like nah this is it this is my last race so it's it, I can't do it it's so it was so I never finished it um there's so many thrills within that. There's, I mean, that's again a, a whole other um, 
journey and a garden path to go down in terms of what that's like. Uh, but the thunder of the hooves is still in my heart every time I hear it, you know, um, it, uh, it just uh, it brings me alive. Mm. So I ended up um, exiting that and then um, went into breaking and training um, of horses. And I suppose for me, this is where um, a lot of my other superpowers if you will um that we all we all hold but things like telepathy understanding how to talk to other beings um to be able to communicate without words uh all of all of those things is really where i suppose all that um i learned that or experienced that and it's full but i was still you know i was still um running at this point you know i was probably 22 you know, I think around 22 or something like that. And, um, and I was still, I was, no, I might've been a little bit younger. Anyway, it doesn't matter, but I was, I was running. I was running from, from myself. I was running from my situation. I was running from the shame. I was running from the guilt. I was running. I just wanted to be somewhere where I could start over. I could be someone that nobody knew who I was. And I didn't have all of these heavy, you know, what I felt the weight of the world at the time, the burden of, of what I'd experienced as a teenage mom. Um, I, I always, it's, sometimes it's difficult for me to talk about this stuff because I don't want to, um, I never want to come across a like as a victim right yeah. and I never want to come across as that my family um weren't there for me because they were but mm. I don't feel that they had the skills or the emotional support themselves to be able to support me through what I was going through as well uh, and there was a lot of there was a sense of fear around um the loss of my life as well you know this is how mm. I guess it was viewed from them so I've, I've always throughout this Throughout all of that, because it was such a, a catalyst into a very um, fight, flight, fright state for myself, um, you know, I've always been, like I said, I've always been very mindful of not trying to place blame because it was no one else's. I got myself into the position I was, and um, and it was scary. So there was, um, yeah, I was, I was in a in that state. <laughs> and then just before it, like, so because of the sense of like wanting to be somewhere else, wanting to run and in the, in the, that fight, flight, fright mode, I ended up um, moving to North America. That's where, you know, where I went to Canada. But before mm. that, um, I was probably a couple of years after this teen, teen mum experience that I had, um, I was actually a, a part of a home invasion as well, where I was held at gunpoint, where we, my mum, my dad, we were all held tied up for several hours um oh, yeah. at gunpoint and and <laughs> so you've got trauma upon trauma sort of a thing and I didn't even know what was happening from an emotional perspective I was just trying to survive wow. um so yeah there was easy laying layerings and layerings and I guess you know you go all full circle on that and what what that really taught me um was that so many of us are tripped into these heavily traumatic states um, through things and events that happen in this life. But it goes beyond that. It's almost like there's a, a linking into, um, and it's part of a deeper experience that we've forgotten about. So looking at our cosmic, our galactic traumas as well, and going back to understanding our original, um, you know, our original origins, um, 
So, you know, you get tripped into these traumatic states um, that are linked back with all these past incarnations and things like that. But it's actually all in an, you know, what I found out and figured out, it's actually an attempt to stop you from actualizing and realizing your potential on who you are in this and what you were here to do. Um, but, but unlike uh, maybe some people who kind of come in and out of that real fast, I was tripped into that state for probably uh, 20 years easily, mm. easily. And so what it con the consequence of that was that I spent, you know, a, a big chunk of my life trying to fit in again, try to be accepted by society again. Um, whereas now I'm like, you know, what? I look back, I've always been different i've always come in you know i came into this world with a whole nother um viewpoint a whole nother perspective a whole nother um reason of being here so <laughs> there's a lot of blanks to fill in there but you know oh. wow um so yeah that, that there's that sort of part of my horse um my horse journeys and how i got into that um so where do we want to go with it? Because oh. there's, so much, there's so much to. Uh, where we oh, there's so can. much. There's so much, and I think I think people can relate to to what you were saying to the to point about um, you know, tr trying to be accepted and and trying to fit in. I think a, a lot of us have done that. I know, like I have. Ev everyone has tried to. And when you're, you know, when you're a square peg trying to fit into a round hole, it's never going to happen anyway. And you kind of have to laugh at yourself. Go, why would I even bother? <laughs> Well, exactly. However, you know, as we know, um, the entire structure of our society is built upon this, is built upon people um, doubting themselves, built upon people um, looking and outsourcing their self-worth. I mean, this is this is what um, society capitalizes on to be able to keep people stuck in that and for not um, stepping into um, and or actually diving into and going into themselves and understanding mm -hmm. that, you know, we're so much more powerful than what we realize. And that's what my journey in the medical realm really um, has led me to mm -hmm. um, through going and being in it for so long and in so many different you know aspects of it so like like you said I started off in to personal training and into um, fitness now that's a funny story and how I even got into that I guess because <laughs> I never thought I would <laughs> I always used to hate things like gyms and stuff like that because growing up like as you know on the farm and, and racing and things I was riding 30 horses a day that was all I needed wow. for my my amount of fitness and things um, and in racing um, or show jumping and anything related to that, it's, it's far more um, arduous <laughs> than what people realize. And so, and I'd rather be outside, I'd rather be animals, I'd rather be nature. I don't want to be, you know, in a confined sort of space and go and do that sort of stuff. But when I went to Canada, I moved there. Um, again, another sort of um, rogue move in a way, because most people or most of my peers at the time, um, you know, they all buzzed off and done their OE into the over to the UK. And it wasn't something that I had the, you know, the liberty to do in a way, because I couldn't take my daughter there. She was five years old at the time. So I couldn't drag her to London. That wouldn't be fair on her. It wouldn't be fair on everybody who was out there to have that experience either. So I, I opted for different. I'd met um, a woman through racing, in fact, a Canadian woman who came out and she um, worked on the, the, um, you know, the, the farm, um, 
and or at the stables and we became friends and she'd always said you know if you if you want to come over go to Canada so I did and but now I'm in a place where I don't have any of this I don't have any horses I and um and my first introduction um to the big metropolis to these big cities was was sort of one that took me a little bit off guard um I had met a woman who had just recently been raped at a at a party um oh I know and I, I mean I, I had such an innocent upbringing I always say this I was you know this naive little country girl thinking everybody's got these big hearts everybody's mm. out there to do good in the world and you know you can trust everybody and mm. oh, wow it was such a such an eye-opener for me um and that's where I um that changed a lot for me in terms of um myself uh and i i all of a sudden you know really understood that i needed to be able to if i needed i wanted fitness for different reasons i didn't want it for the aesthetics i didn't want it for any of that i wanted it so that if i have to run for my life <laughs> i was able to do that and so i i got into um it's really crazy i got into group fitness classes and i love them i absolutely love them um you know, I've got a background of dance and things like that as well. So it was just so much fun. And so I ended up being that person in the back of the class to the person in the front of the class. <laughs> so that person. Yeah. And um, and then I was like, I reckon I could do this. So um the woman I approached, she was just so supportive and she put me in the right direction. Long story short, I got into that and then I needed more. Um I I I loved what I was able to to bring to people, but I needed something that was going to keep me, um, you know, take me to a different level or take me more interested. So that's when I, I decided, yeah, I'm going to be a sports aerobics chick, you know, um, <laughs> smile where I do while I do a one arm, one leg push up, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know stupid shit, right? Um, and yeah, so I went down that road and, um, of course loved it and was good at it and was lucky enough to, um, represent Canada at the, at the worlds, which took me to Lithuania of all places. Wow. Um, and yeah, that, from there, it all sort of expanded. Um, but like I said, it was never an area I felt like I would step into because I always wanted to be working with the animals I always wanted to be you know in the veterinarian world or anything like that so anyhow um where did that then where did that take me from there wow there's there's so much we could go into in, in my time in Canada um as my <laughs> You know, I, I got sort of exposed, I suppose, to um, the Canadian mafia. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess I've seen a lot of stuff in my time, wow. um, which allowed me to see, you know, through a lot of the bullshit in terms mm. of, um, you know, even in, in the, the immediate world that's presented around us. And now, of course, I now have a whole nother level of understanding and through that. But yeah, eventually um, I moved to Florida um, and, you know, spent five years there. And at this point, everything, you know, was was to do with around to what I could do for my daughter. You know, she was at those really, um, but everything was about her. That was that was what my commitment was. If I was going to bring you into this world, I was going to do the best that I could with what I had at that time. And so we'd moved to Florida and she was um, a beautiful 
athlete herself and she got into um, figure skating of all things in Florida, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I introduced her to it in Canada at the time because I assumed everybody in Canada knew how to ice skate, but <laughs> they don't. Everybody <laughs> does. But I never wanted her to be the one left out at the party that, you know, when there's a frozen lake around and everyone's getting their ice skates out, like, yeah, let's go. Um, so that's oh, where it awesome. sort of started. But it was in Florida that she um, became are really good at it and of course that's what because of the facility we're in because we were placed we were placed i then it opened this door and this opportunity to be able to work with these um high level figure skaters that were coming in to the facility simply because of the um the coaches that were there mm. and um yeah i was big into um rehab and prehab and, and sports performance and things like that at the time um yeah i didn't really have any formal education now, this was stuff that I, um, you know, had, had just been drawn into and it, and it became a passion of mine. And again, very lucky to be mentored by some incredible um, mentors, um, some of the, you know, top athletic trainers and therapists that are in North America. I was lucky to be, you know, under their wings. Um, so I learned so much and I've always said those that come into my space for whatever reason, I mean, they're my biggest, they're my greatest teachers. Mm -hmm. They teach me, you know, everything the most. Uh, and then I guess 2007 came along and there was the big um, crash um, mm -hmm. that was happening. And, and that was really evident in the States. I mean, there were so many things that I was exposed to there, the, um, you know, the big farmer, um, you know, the corruption within the big farmer was mm. right in front of your face all the time over in the States. Yeah. And more so, like things that I'd never really sort of fathomed were, would be possible to happen were happening. So I was really exposed to that there at the time as well. And then, of course, this big crash. And I was like, right, <laughs> we got to get out of here. And weirdly enough, though, and I guess this comes back to, again, people, you know, believing in themselves and, and, and starting to understand ourselves on a deeper level. I always knew I was going to come back at a certain time because when I left New Zealand, mm -hmm. it was like, I'll be five years, 10 years max. I'm telling you, it was almost 10 years to the day that I came back home. Wow. And again, it was this weird thing. It was like, it was in a very short period of time. It was like, I've got to go home. And my husband at the time, I said to him, I said, I, we got to go. I got to go home. And we were deciding which way to go. And I said, I'm going back to New Zealand. Um, <laughs> you're either coming or you're not. <laughs> it was sort of that sort of situation. But yeah, I had this strong, like massive pull yeah. um, to, to come back home. Um, and so upon doing so, I'm still running. I'm still kind of, you know, trying to fit in <laughs> to, to be accepted by society, to be accepted by family or whatever. And um, and that's when I went into the whole um, academic indoctrination uh, pathway um, mm. and, uh, you know, went through all that journey. But, <laughs> yep. mate, you have had the life and I just know we're not even like touching the surface. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> there's just so much there. And you, you said you went into the um, medical system, like, cause something that I love and so resonate with what you, you say is like, we have everything inside ourselves to restore anything. And I guess for you um, having going down these paths, like sometimes I just, 
I feel, and I'm sure you feel the same, is that we go through these things in order to learn who we are and to find our strength and to to be able to stand in our power um, and to be able to, you know, just see life through the eyes of who we truly are. Um, Do you, yeah, I guess it would be cool to talk about some of that experience of you um, in the system um, and then coming out and sort of just really, because I know that you spruik this all the time and it's so it's so what we need to hear what people you know to stand in our power and know that and I know you've done acupuncture as well you do frequency medicine I love frequency it's just everything is frequency um so yeah like maybe just talk a a bit about that as well yeah sure absolutely and and I I I definitely um loves to speak about this this is stuff that fascinates me and and also I know is so important for people to start, you know, seeing things from different perspectives and realizing the power that we hold within, because mm-hmm. again, the medical system is such a fundamental structure within society, mm-hmm. you know, and, and everybody cares about their health because without your health, you, you have nothing, health is wealth. And it's not really until things start to fall apart that people are, you know, wanting to actually do something about it. But when, I guess for me, coming, but the knowing the ins and outs of the medical system is actually, you know, how we start to to step away and we start creating, you know, systems that are better built for us, systems that actually suit us and and what we're here to do. So, I'll start with, um, yeah, when I went back into the medical, um, or I went into the formalized my medication, my um, not medication, formalized my. Um, <laughs> formalize my education I suppose um and I went into physiotherapy so that's where I I first went into um after the first year so this is part of my journey as well like I didn't even really think I was I didn't have the I didn't have any self-belief I didn't believe anything that I was smart enough or anything like that and I know that as I went you know into one of the more academic programs that is in the medical um programming um which it is uh, you know you have to be of a certain sort of whatever it is to to get in so i was lucky enough to get in but i had to okay so so going back so what happened was i went into um decided to formalize education um and and again this is part of me still trying to fit in right mm. still trying to you know get you know be part of society um or be recognized or whatever it was um and and a lot of it was actually driven behind come, being able to come under the umbrella system that we have here mm. which is the acc system um and so to do that you have to be a registered practitioner blah 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 so where i go i go into this um four-year degree right and it was um after the I got my first assignments back and I had to look over my my student number like many times and go surely not now is this me is this really me because it was the high you know the highest whatever it doesn't even matter but it was just one of those moments that I realized that I'm actually not I'm not stupid you know (laughs) (laughs) I'm so dumb but um, it was like, wow, okay, uh, all right, according to th- these guys anyway. Um, so I, I actually ended up um, doing my UMATS, my undergrad medical entrance exams as well, and got into um, being accepted into the medical degree into Auckland University, but then went, actually, this isn't, like there was something inside me that this is not the, the, the road for me. This is not the road for me to go down. So I continued with my physiotherapy and, and went into that. Now... <laughs> 
shortly after that, um, I yeah, went in and did my postgrad with acupuncture. And this is where um, one of the first sort of penny drops or these kind of hang on a minute, red, big red flag um, uh, after the fact was when I came back into the postgrad program and they said to me on the very first day, well, they said to the whole group, they said, well, I guess you've realized that what we taught over the last four years isn't entirely true. And I was like, what the you know like hang yeah. on a minute like this this is wrong on so many levels right um anyway so I go through my acupuncture and and I I, I it's just acupuncture has got such ancient roots right mm -hmm. and when we start to understand what our meridians truly are um they are our dragon lines they are the fiber optics that are actually within us um side note right there's an entire light body structure within us that they do not teach they do not talk about they omit from um from any part of the program whatsoever and it's and it's there's a huge reason behind that because as soon as we start to understand that you know it's game over for them so anyway, I'll continue on the journey so you can kind of see a little bit more of how I've come to where I've come to and, and why I know what, you know, this to be true. Mm. Um, so I, I go through, I get my acupuncture um, and and I open up my own clinic. So I have my own clinic for about five and a half, six years or so. And it was really within that time that I got to be able to see the depths of the medical um, realm and for what it really is and how the layering that effects that are within it in terms of um, the multidisciplinary the the the, the so-called care or what have you um, is limited um, it's incredibly limited our western medical structure is built upon crisis management it's fabulous for that mm -hmm. you know if you if you need acute pain relief it's fabulous for that if you need surgery this is what it's for but it's got absolutely no place in chronic health management or managing health absolutely whatsoever on any level and that's was after i'd gone through having the practice of my own and then i um actually it was during that time <laughs> this is an important i was during that time i started speaking about big pharma and I spoke about the opioid pandemic that is, you know, mm. in amongst us. It is all around us. I was seeing this in my own clinic. I was seeing, you know, handfuls of patients that would come in every week that have been misdiagnosed, mis uh, is therefore mismanaged, like overprescribed. And mm. it's always a trilogy of medication, you know. So it was very similar to the mirror. It was mirroring what I saw and experienced in Florida with the big Oxycontin, um issues and things like that and so it was yeah it was in that time when I had my clinic that I, I did speak to um spoke to the papers around that and that was because I had read a story um you know a common story where a young young individual or an individual is um unwittingly got addicted into um the um synthetic pain medications mm. and through an experience within the system and then they obtain it they were obtaining it you know, on the black market and she overdosed like she was 18 19 and i was like uh, this shouldn't be happening no. like this should not be happening um and so i contacted the guy who wrote that story and then um you know i shared with him my story and he said would you allow me to publish it so that came out in the papers but I guess that was at the peak for me of, um, you know, this this 
pinnacle point in my time where I was um, under so much stress. And then this coming out in the papers, it had such a very divided response. And I wasn't equipped at the time in terms of standing in my truth and standing in my power to be able to deal with it. So I just wanted to like shrink away um, mm. from it as well, because there was within the own community, it was there's that, you know, you shouldn't be talking about this stuff right mm. um whereas i'm on the other side of going well if you are aware of it and you're not saying anything about it then you're complicit so you mm. tell me which side of the, the line you want to stand on right so and then not long after that probably five six weeks after that it, it all kind of blew up anyway there was a huge um um radio interview on radio new zealand between a sydney herald reporter as well saying exactly the same thing as what i was saying so really kind of that was a big confirmation for me although um i was still <laughs> kind of like like i just want to hide under that rock and um you know not be bombarded by by all this attack from people who mm um didn't didn't like we're happy in the la 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 land and the cognitive dissonance we'd rather not talk about it sort of stuff you know um but anyway what that did for me is that's what tripped me into um I went okay <laughs> can't fight big farmer on your own <laughs> so um I, I searched for more and because of my knowledge in acupuncture and understanding energy um I had this opportunity to to explore frequency medicine and as soon as i as soon as i saw it as soon um which is it's a it's a wearable technology the one that i got immersed into um and that i still provide for my people as well um so it's a wearable device you wear it on you it's very specific to our neurological signals as well um and i started seeing things that shouldn't happen <laughs> happen you know the possible become um the impossible become possible and mm. so i'm sitting there and i'm going okay <laughs> now, like, i need to understand this on a fundamental level and that's what took me really into the big deep dive this is where it was my extracurricular um knowledge and experiences that led me to the point of understanding that our medical system is is set upon newtonian principles it's set upon you know physical and trying to change the physical with physical it's also tied up as we understand you know once you dive into it and you understand how um convoluted and intertwined it is with the financial system with the bankers with you know the those that are puppeteering the world um they know they know that the that um we have the ability to heal ourselves they know we hold the power to restore ourselves from any disease that we create because we create it all mm. um and i mean and this is this is so many people before us have, have shown proven this there's evidence for all of this yet it's still not even really known about you know mm. or talked about in terms of the medical system they don't teach this stuff in fact you know mm. um people have left their roles as professors because of um they were forced to teach things that they knew they'd proven was not true anymore so mm. that that experience i guess the frequency experience brought me into the world of um into the dark world of the medical system because i was this opened up a door for people who had tried everything who had been everywhere who had had everything removed from them that was you know possible to do without completely destroying them mm. or had 
you know, gone through every single medication that there was, and there was nothing less that left that they could be that they could do. And that's what they would come to me and say, this is what I've been told. Only to look back in the history and you say, yeah, that's where they got you. Mm. That's where they got you. That's where they hooked you. That's where they got you wrong. That's where they instilled fear. That's where they, um, um, you know, gave you a prescription that was not necessary and told you you need to be on it in a life for a whole lifetime. So I spent a long time in, in that chronic health realm and seeing anything and everything um, over about seven years of, of being, you know, working within frequencies. And, and eventually I, I, <laughs> I got to the point, probably where I'm at now, where I've been for the last little while of going, okay, we got to get further upstream. Mm. We can't be these ambulances at the bottom of the cliff because A, it's incredibly draining from a practitioner's perspective as well. But it's that, you know, there's so much unnecessary illness in the world. It's a, it's a big moneymaker, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what we've got to understand for it. And, and a lot of people, I always say, I'm sure that those that get into the system and go through that indoctrination pathway, they have the greatest of intentions when they, when they enter it. Mm-hmm. And then because, <laughs> you know, the education system is designed to dumb us all down anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we hook into the ego, the stations of identity of the prestigeness of coming, you know, having a degree of a certain university or whatever. We just lost our way. Mm. We've yeah. just lost our way. And and so the those experiences have, have really taken me. Um I needed to I needed to know how things these these mechanics, these things that I was seeing shifting in people through the use of frequencies um, and energy medicines and things like that, I needed to I needed to have answers as to how it was possible so I could explain it to people. And so I dived, <laughs> and and so I dug down and and um, yeah, and, and down the rabbit holes we go, only to uh, you know un- uncover the truth. Mm. funnily enough that's just made me actually think of something that really catapulted my journey was an experience I had when I created this jacket Mm. um this beautiful jacket it's on the it's um a design on the back of a leather jacket which is all from um parts of you know I guess crafty type things or it's got a it's it's a white rabbit on it Mm. and I share this because I know um, from that moment in time I didn't realize how powerful putting that together was the energetic vibrations behind it um the meaning behind it the depth within that and then wearing this jacket this was a jacket I wore on all my travels it was very much about do not create limits um Mm. and you know follow that white rabbit Uh, we're here to explore we're here to experience um and there's, for me, it's taken just me full circle back to, well, remembering exactly who who I am and what I'm here to do and what I'm here to to, to help show the world and bring bring to the world and and that's very much around who we are as light beings and the, the you know the light body process and just getting out of you know the world that we that that is around us is is not even real mm. um, and that you know there's so many of us that we're looking especially what's going on at this moment in time and going far out you know it, there you've got two groups of people either those that that don't want to know or don't don't believe in anything that's happening and then those that are aware and then even within that you know what do you do with the knowledge that you have and and it's for us to know that we're here to create 
you know if you haven't been fitting in in this world it's because you're here to create a new one yeah. um and that's what my big long convoluted journey has taken me back to is um and now that's that's what I where I feel my joy and my passion is is helping people understand themselves on a multi-dimensional level um because that's where it's at <laughs> yeah that is where it's at isn't it isn't it it's just 100%. so freaking powerful and there's just so many things as you're saying that I was I know that people will be resonating with so much of your of what your story has been and it's almost like it's funny because it's like we have to go through a lot of this stuff in order to peel back the layers and come back to who we truly are like we've said and I, I couldn't agree more we are the creators Mm -hmm. yeah like if we felt like we haven't fit in it's because we're here to create new and I, I remember someone saying once you know um you, you look at all the stuff that's thrown at us and all that sort of stuff how powerful must we be <laughs> how powerful must we be if there's all this shit coming our way and like here we still are <laughs> people have no idea people yeah. absolutely have no idea how powerful we are because mm. because again we've accepted these teachings we've accepted you know as we go along and then we're all distracted we're all about you know trying to keep up with the joneses or thinking that all that good is is gold type of the thing and and um you know stuck in those superficial layers of mm. operating when you know and and it's purposely designed for that there this is the thing there's four systems within the realm that we live in that are designed to link you in and quantum energy drain you feed mm. off of you and then also in doing so um sort of di well not sort of absolutely divert you off to the reason that you've come here in this moment in time mm. we are <laughs> We all this journey and everything that took me in through that whole frequency or the medical that kind of stuff. It it, it took me again to that real deep and true understanding of of energy and frequency and vibration, mm. and then even sort of understanding of that. Hang on a minute, like we this whole astrological stuff that's all around us, you know, that we have been taught to poo poo it or you know we don't really have a good grasp on or understanding or whatever. This is all the ancient knowledge that we've. Um, that has fallen away or that we have forgotten mm -hmm. um, and when we start to understand all the ancient knowledge and we start to under ourselves, understand ourselves on that energetic vibration you know it's actually in through the energetic vibration that we carry that has all the wisdom it has all the knock the coding it has um, it has all of the cellular memories within and then that, as you unfold all of that, you start to understand how, you know, that we've been modified, we've been genetically manipulated, we've been, um, there's been caps put on our, our um, coding so that we are of a certain lifespan. But then they capitalize on our belief systems as well. So this is a massive thing. You know, what do we believe about what it means to be human? What mm. do we believe about what aging is? We accept that, you know, oh, we're going to have this, you know, 80 to 90 years is all good. Oh, that's because that's what they've told us. And they've told us that because they know if we believe it, we achieve it, right? They understand yes. all of this. Um, but the, the one thing that we don't know as humans, we don't know how powerful our genetic codes are. We don't understand how powerful and sought after our actual DNA blueprint is on a galactic level or on a cosmic level. And these are the things that I've come that have come into my understanding or understanding and knowing that you know, what we can do in terms of creation, you know, using thought and emotion to create 
this is a this is a superpower within itself um <laughs> and when you, you go into our um you know galactic friends or other beings that are, are all around us say for example take the andromedans the andromedans they they're in awe of the abilities that we have because they need technology to do what we can do we literally don't know how powerful we are mm. and we're taking you know we're so um submerged in this with funnily enough we're submerged in the shallow mm. Mm. um and and they want it that way so that we and they the reason that there's so much distraction going on in the world at the moment is that we are in a, a stellar activation cycle we are in a, an incredibly important um moment in in time right um with things are happening that we can't even fathom yeah. uh, so they want us distracted so we don't realize so we don't um you know achieve the the um, level of consciousness which is the christ consciousness right um that um they they have sold everybody on to outsource that when it's actually it's there's work to be done that we each individually need to do at the moment in terms of understanding how we operate as as beings is what we are um because of these um processes or these events that are happening that we don't even know are taking place mm. um <laughs> yeah oh it's so it's oh, i love all this so much and it's because and it's about knowing ourselves. like we, that's what it comes but down to the more that we know and that's when it will expand and just go like you can't if you if you're putting your power out here you're never going to be able to stand in your power um and if you're not willing to be open-minded to and of course you've got to be discerning like I, 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 when you were telling your story earlier and you, you know you came from a country town and you expected people to all have big hearts I had those rose-colored glasses on too but I, I wasn't from a country well Adelaide is like a big country I, town but I've never you know ever I mean? had imagined that people could be so deceitful so mm. manipulative so conniving like I'd never come across individuals like this in my life growing up on the farm um but then why would I? I was always in the bush with the fairies or um you know actually and this is this is again sort of going back to that experience and understanding and then returning to ourselves then mm. we we start to realize that you know where we came in the grid lines that we came in on the energetic lines that we um you know spent our formative years and things like that hold so many indications of of um you know who we have been um in past lives as well so mm -hmm. um yeah there's 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 just so much more to to know and to understand and it's but the the there's urgency around it um then i this is where <laughs> i've come to in terms of of what i speak about and why i speak about it so often because i know that um there's a whole nother war that's going on you know not just what we're seeing here on earth not just these mm. you know events that are occurring um that are just here to set and to to divide and conquer us mm. um you know they know how to manipulate us they it, it, all of that but again it's just one big freaking distraction because truly what's going on is there's wars over the stargates there's stargates that have been repaired you know what does this mean for us this means for us that as we are in you know continuing to be upgraded as as humans um through the the light sources that we receive 
that that's also activating um you know it's activating the energy grids within us as well so it's upgrading our as i talked about before the dragon lines or the meridian lines within us those are our <laughs> that's what through what our holographic template you know comes from mm. um and importantly within that it's then if if we're having all of these gate wars you know out in the the cosmos and then also the stargates even on our own earth here because there's stargates in egypt there's stargates in the middle east there's stargates here <laughs> there's stargates in australia right um you know all of this there's these have been under um other control by other um beings or other you know but Malefic maleficent that's the word isn't it um those that don't have good intentions there's grid wars there's all this sort of stuff that's going on 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 in the invisible realm which if you're listening and you're starting to go she's lost the plot right then i want to share this you know the invisible realm is 96 percent of the world that we live in only what we see everything that's around us is mm. a smidgen of what is available we see one percent of the light yeah. spectrum there's so much more um but i feel this is um the gravity of the of everything and us the importance of us coming back into ourselves um and to realizing and actualizing like i mean even those words themselves right actualizing our potential um frightens a lot of people mm you know um because what is what is kind of beyond there um yeah it's so it's i and i love it that i love talking about that stuff it's like my favorite <laughs> well one of my favorite stuff because like you, you just like you said it's such a tiny little spectrum that we can see and like we're this like you know even I, I go like this I'm like I wonder what's happening here right now like you know because we only see um this part of the but there's so many dimensions and there's so many things going on and it would be really silly of us to think that we're the only things that exist in the entire universe and cosmos and so there's just I mean I love it I love it and it's such a potent time like you said and there's so many things going on and when when we're talking about layers like the, these are layers like <laughs> yeah, there's layers and layers and yeah exactly and it has to be um i mean it took me layers and layers to get to to knowing this knowing like and now it's not even a um a, a learning or, or whatever mm. it's actually a knowing it's like oh yeah and it's been able to then um utilize and to understand that we you know we have these operating systems within us and and it's up to us to learn how to manage that it's up to us to understand about our energy flow it's up to us to understand that when you get sucked into these downward spirals right where you know a lot of people are it's easy at the moment people are and there's so much fear in the world there's so much mm. victimhood going on that's the base some of the base programs are, yeah. are come go back to abandonment betrayal trauma victim victimizerhood it's actually a negative um false overlay matrix it's there to suck people into so that you because if you're you know being drained there you can't step into your true power so it's 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 layering that this stuff is all possible because once you understand <laughs> you know the the false nets that are out there in the in the invisible like man it's just it blows my mind and i could go on about this all day every day <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it literally um does it blows my mind but 
more so um one of the feel, things i see, feel that's tied into and, and i guess it, it leads people into these bad states of health as well um is is this misconception about death mm. you know that's that's where a lot of it sits as well you know what happens when we die you know there's a misconception well easy you know i actually i can share you a little experience that i had um the other day i had this out of body experience it was insane um <laughs> but before i do like one thing that um that i always share with people to help people understand you know this is part of it we are 99.9999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999
as many I know that are probably listening, or as you said, are able to resonate with this, but once we've felt the way that we never ever want anyone else to feel, you know, now I'd never ever want anyone to feel the level of shame or the level of, of, of you know, that darkness um, mm. that I had experienced. And and so, you know, you, you just want to go out there and help people um, be open to uh, to so much more. Um, in particularly, that's a passion for me. Um, yeah. Get them off the petrochemicals. Get them out of, you know, this, this um, yeah, a false reality that's not serving them. So there's mm. so much better we could do. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I just, and I love everything that you're saying. It's just like, I feel like I could talk to you for days about all this sort of stuff because there's so many, and there's so many tangents as well. Like, Heaps. it's just so. <laughs> That's part of the problem. Though. Yeah. It's like, oh, I just stick to a subject. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, but it makes me think about this. Um, yeah. Or it ties yeah. in through here. So. Yeah. And you were talking before about the experience you had as well. Um, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Could you say yes. that? Because, yeah. yeah. I will share that. I will share this because this was something that, you know, I've been, um, I've done astral traveling before. I, um, I can remember going through a few astral travels on actually when I was learning to do that. Um, mm. And this was part of my journey of being able to um, expand into the multidimensional being that I am. Um, and I learned how to astral travel. And, and there was one particular um, that I knew I was like, this, this shit's real. Cause half of the time when I was, you know, going through this, like, is this even really happening? You know, like just stay in the creation, just stay in the right brain um, or stay in the imagination. Side note, imagination is the imaginal. It's the point between the subconscious and the conscious. And this is the astral door, right? So mm -hmm. we need to daydream. We need to be in imaginative states so that we can um, get into those spaces. However, so I'm in this um, astral travel and I was seeing things that were, um, it was a guided astral travel. So I was seeing things that um, before the um, person who was guiding it was, was saying them and then they would be sharing what they were seeing and what, you know, where they were, the journey they were going through. And I was like, holy shit, that's the same stuff as what I'm seeing. So I knew this is when I, un, un, you know, started to really um, trust in what I was seeing. Mm. Um and, and in that place, I had sort of kind of had that, that sense of being out of body, but not massively because I was still kind of afraid of, oh, I guess a little bit of fear within that of the, un, you know, uncontrolling, am I going to come back? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but I've had a couple of experience, profound experiences recently. Um, one was um, when we journeyed down the South Island and mm. we um, had, I know it was just um I didn't even, couldn't even imagined what we were going to stumble upon. Um, but a big one for me um, was when we spent time in the Valley of the Teachers and mm. where, you know, we were surrounded by um, the Waisaha, the Patipadehe, the, you know, they're there, that you can feel them, you can sense them. And, and I was really struggling, uh, where do I fit in with all of this? And so there was a moment um to hone into it I was sitting in under this awning and I just got this um being gifted this beautiful um flute which was one of the original flutes it's got the three holes that line up with the Orion's belt so it's all it's all very made from you know the take you back through the Waitaha traditions and 
and things like that. And I was on my own and it was pissing down with rain. Um, and there's at the bottom, the base of the mountain, right, of the where the original Waitaha lived. And um, and it was dark and there's thunder and stuff. And I'm thinking, I've got these three dogs that I'm looking after, and I'm going, well. I'll get onto this flute or practice this flute because it's really hard to play. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, what else can I do? I'm going to practice this flute. And so I started playing it and playing it. And after about 10 minutes of playing it, I had this huge, um, this voice that was like, okay, now put it down and see what you've done. And I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> so I put this down and I looked outside into this darkness. And this is where all I saw all of the, the there was just, thousands of, of of beings right in the in the bush and they were there and I got taken into their world and I got shown you know all through um the area like through the castle hill area where they used to where and how they used to have their houses and how it was all made in with the ground and, and what have you but there was a big obelisk that used to be there um that was removed um they removed it before mm. as you know because there's a big history behind that but i got shot i got taken through all this it was an, incredible it was just absolutely insane in terms of it was like it was a flyby that's what i say it was like so is it in your mind's of, eye is, is it happening in your mind's eye and no i was there i was somewhere else it's like yeah, I, yeah, yeah it was yeah. it was a combination of knowing i was grounded where i was yeah but i was also taken and transported into another world wow um and so i could feel like it was like my spirit was was got, doing this flyby over the over the area it was it was really profound and and that's for me where I really started to um, know more about myself as well, because I was showing that part of my soul's journey is that, you know, I was one of those original, you know, one of those Patipadehi that was sharing the knowledge and the wisdom with the Waisaha. Um, and that was a bit, it was just such a, it was so profound. Um, and it answered, you know, this, this kind of, I guess, this, deep um wanting to know you know where do i fit in in the, in the whole plan of it um and linking into you know what we were doing at the time so it was a really profound moment in time so that was that was one of them and and that happened a couple of times even within this you know the hour two hours i think i was left by myself because i pick up the flute again and i would create that again and and in one of those other creations of, of into that energetic space, um, I actually knew that I had been teleported somewhere else, yet the surrounding ism was familiar so that it wasn't, you know, it didn't freak me out or whatever. <laughs> but I also, like in my mind, because uh, I knew I was somewhere else, you could feel it, the whole energy shifted. And I stayed where I was because I was afraid that if I got up to look outside I would find myself in a completely different land and I was like there was this like am I even going to get back so um that's where it stopped that experience stopped it was crazy mm. and with hindsight what I realized I was doing with the flute mm. was um I'd created my own DMT so um if you think about when when we start to understand the power of breath work 
and um, you know it's super oxygenation for one right <laughs> number two you're actually creating um, a lot of intrathoracic pressure so that the um, you know the electrical um, charge that is in the cerebral spinal fluid or in the essence of us um, ends up making its way up and placing pressure on the pineal and so then the pineal you know crystals all spark up and now you've created yourself you know your full-on Taurus field but on mm. a whole other level um and so and that's yeah that's what I realized I was like oh fuck because I don't know if a lot of people know and I love sharing this information this is like a real gems gem um <laughs> gems gem uh, love it <laughs> a gems gem so is that melatonin once you transmute it once twice three times four times you got your own dmt um and again this links into the whole pharmacy and the western medical realm and why i encourage people to um you know move away from it and trust in themselves and go into plant medicine and into energetic alignments and things like that is because everything that you can put into your system you know, you create, that's a, that, That's why they've made the synthetic version of it, because you have receptors for all of them. Why do you have receptors for all of them if you don't have your own, you know, if you can't create it yourself? We create it all. We create everything. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that was a really profound, um, that experience. And then just the other night, um, the sun's out the gate. Um, and I, I sincerely hope... Um, and people are having these other people are having these experiences as well because yeah this one this was one with, that i i needed to um not shut down because i could feel there was something huge coming and i and i just knew i had to talk myself through don't close it down um and it started off with just this um i could feel this energy that was all down the one side of me and um <laughs> into the ended up um having a bit of a coughing fit mm. um which again created a little obviously then help um, expanding things and i came upstairs i was hanging out with wade <laughs> came upstairs and it was so intense and so profound that i had to turn the lights off i couldn't have any extra stimulation i was like oh that's not feeling right so then i sit up on my bed and I don't even know, it was just the weirdest thing. I sat completely upright, tipped my head back, let it hang there. And I'm, and I'm, like, and I'm going, why am I doing this? I don't even know why I'm doing this, but this is what I felt I needed to do. And then all of a sudden, after being kind of hanging in there for, I, I don't know how long for, but I felt this um, right through the crown chakra. I felt this like pouring of it. You could feel it. It was like a liquid. It was a mm -hmm. liquid plasma and it came all the way through right through the crown chakra right through you know the brain i could feel it running through my spinal cord all the way down and it was just this uh, just huge light like liquid light um and then it kind of cracked open from the inside if you know what i mean yeah and then i finally <laughs> and, and as i'm having a guy here don't shut it down don't shut it down don't shut it down because you want this you want to go where we're going right um and and then it I, I find myself in this just like I'm literally in it I can feel myself in it I knew my physical body wasn't was was still you know where it was but I also was aware I was no longer where I was mm -hmm. um so I found like I was in this huge like tunnel of light and 
it all then became, um, it all turned into more of a this kaleidoscope. I could see everything coming at me, kaleidoscope sort of stuff coming in. Um, and I was taken all the way up the, to the, you know, the top and then all the way down right and through and these ever-changing abstract shapes and um, like grid lines that you were, that, that, that the, um, this massive light was going through. Mm. So take all the way down, you know, connecting in through the earth's grid where I felt I had been there before, but it wasn't until I had been there this time that I was like, wow, now I'm, you know, you're expansive. This is, you're realizing that you are a part of all of this. You are, you are an intricate part of this tapestry. Um, and then I was taken back and, and, and this is when the whole, um, Merkaba field became so much more um, real to me as well. And I could start to see how you can, you know, as controlling all of this. So a lot of the stuff you do when you astral travel, however, this is on a different level because I was in it. I wasn't mm. just, you know, working in this creation space. Mm. And it flew me up. Um, I end up spinning up like lightning speed. You're just flying through these like big cables and tunnels of light. Um, along the way and then all of a sudden you know came out the other side and or, you know it was like i stepped through this doorway it's fucking bizarre <laughs> <laughs> it's bizarre and i'm going uh, and then i like immediately look back and i just burst like this is when i cracked up laughing i was like you are kidding me right this is where i got this experience of going it's a blip in time don't mm. take anything just don't take this shit so seriously right don't get distracted on your mission down there because you we are here to um there are things we're here to do um our individual soul missions right <laughs> so so i got this whole experience and then it 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 went it went on it went into um understanding you know where our stargates are and when we um uh, this is part of the whole learning to um upgrade our own grid system as well because we we exit out certain parts and we can travel through into all these other universes galaxies whatever through these portals through these stargates so this is part of what i was showing as well like these super highways that are that are beyond that mm -hmm. um and so i'm going through this and i and i'm and, and i'm thinking because i i over analyze everything past life stuff right analyze everything to the help broke shit down i still do it doesn't serve me still do it but anyway so I mean, i'm going flying through these star streams like literally um uh, it's, it was so amazing it was so it was like take me back but i'm <laughs> but i'm halfway through this i'm going through it i'm aware i'm going through this and i'm going do i need to get up and write this shit down like am i going to remember all this am i ever going to be able to come back can i need to be able to describe what's happened um mm. am i going to have to get this pen and paper out and i got this clear whatever guardian or hiring being that was with me was like you can come back here anytime you just have to you know think about it and you'll be right back there mm. um so i was like okay phew um <laughs> and and so yeah went through this whole got taken and shown so much in terms of what's beyond here mm. um and that if we only you know it, it for me what it did it was once I came back into my body after this profound experience, it just made me realize that, you know, we're so stuck into things that do not matter in this reality here. And um, there's so much incredible 
awesomeness that's you know out and, and available into these um, other dimensions that our wings have been clipped on mm -hmm. um but anyway so I come out of this um experience and I was <laughs> it's just incredible it was so crazy and I did go back there I went back there the next day so I was like well I'm gonna go visit back again I'll give me some more of that I want <laughs> you know I love that <laughs> I'd rather spend my time in there than than uh, and sometimes in this reality but uh, and so I did, but it was different um, to the point that I didn't go through the whole process of that whole um, tunnel and the like mm. the cleansing and the um, the the this like the our souls are fragmented. So like when we we trans we die from here and we go into this you know this big light, right? You know, mm. it's about our soul being able to be cleansed and to be able to be put back together. All those pieces where we've been fragmented. So they what they because I didn't go through that on the second um, night, I was sort of bummed out at the start. So I was like, well, I want to fly through all of these, you know, these tunnels and things again. And and they and I was told that now nah, you just needed to be shown that that's what happens, but you don't need to go through that every time you want to go back into the space. So um, yeah, it was incredibly profound. And I, I uh, just puts things in perspectives um it was yeah it was awesome it was such a cool cool experience um but again a layering to get to that because mm. there's a um once we understand that you know with this power that we have there's so much responsibility that comes with that um so yeah I loved it it was great oh, thank you so much for sharing that I'll just like that's just awesome I just I think that's just oh, it's so expansive and just bloody and that experience and just to know we can go to that place anytime you can um, yeah and and what we hold and this is um something that I love sharing with people is helping them to understand you know where have you come from what what gateways have you come through what what encryption codes do you hold within you that are linked to you know other times other civilizations all the wisdom the knowledge the experience that you actually have have within you mm -hmm. um and understanding that alone which is found through like all of the um fixed star placements it's found through your alignments and all of that and understanding how to decipher through the coding Mm. um and then you can can uh, yeah like I said then all this earthly shit is like <laughs> yeah, <so. not> <laughs> yeah because there's you know so much more beyond but mm. so that's can, what I love there are and I love it too I just and I love so much this conversation and everything that you're sharing it's just so awesome so like do, can people work with you to help discover that are you more teaching people to discover it within themselves like how how does that all work yeah, this again. It's a um, my space is open for all sorts, right? Mm. Because I still I feel like there's I'm a bridge in a lot of ways um, mm. for those that are stuck in um, in court and trapped in um, these lower operating systems and structures that we have in our society that do not serve us mm. um, and that are purpose built to keep you where you are and for you to you know to drain and all that kind of stuff. So I, I have this this bridge. So I work with people that are, you know, trying to improve their health or to get off petrochemicals. That's one area and field that I work in with people. Um, yet I find like what seems to 
been coming in at the moment more and brings me more joy um, and passion as well is, yeah, is helping people to uncover who they really are, mm. um, you know, and to get out of the programming that they have once we, to and to see that, you know, that isn't you, that's something that's um, encoded within you to, um, to keep you where you are. Mm. And you actually have this, um, ability to reclaim over, you know, the energetic based programming that we are, we, we emanate. So yeah, I help people to, to get to that point, to expand their, their, um, their knowledge around the world that they live in, but most importantly, actually the light body process, mm. um, that's, that's just where everything has taken me. And then also, you know, opening that up into, um, what is happening, as I was saying, on these bigger levels in terms of our energy grids, in terms of the planet grids, the universal grids, the, you know, everything about us um, is shifting and changing. And as I mentioned before, there's actually, there's urgency around that. This mm. is the most important thing that we can be doing at the moment is understanding ourselves and how we, and, and on that operating level, because, you know, our, our, DNA itself is designed to capture so much more of the dimensions that are around, but we've been operating on a, you know, four cylinders instead of 12 for a long time. So this is all the what's happening and what's shifting and changing within us and within the reality that we live in. And, but we have to actualize it ourselves. And so the, yeah, this is what I, I help people, um, in understanding that process and to getting to that point where you can fly around the cosmos and do whatever, <laughs> you know, and, and have these other out-of-body experiences and experience more of yourself and, and who we truly are. So, mm. yep, that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. And for people who maybe like, I mean, a lot of people will know about the light body, but maybe there's more to it that you can talk to about that, like for people to get more of an understanding around that. Is there something you can kind of bring in on that? Around the, around the, oh, around the light body. Oh man, where do you start with that? Um, <laughs> you know, I actually find most people that come into my, yeah, they might have a little bit of knowledge about it. They might have mm -hmm. a bit of an understanding about it, but they're still really stuck in the, the, the actual physical structure or the elemental yeah. structure of ourselves. Um, uh, I don't even know where to start with it. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, fill in, fill in the blanks. Okay. Yep. Mm, yeah. Well, well, there's a lot of mis there's a lot of um half truths around it too. You know, mm. we we talk about chakras, we talk about um everybody knows chakras. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's a big thing around chakras and chakras, yes, they are the portal, the interconnected in terms of our access into the other realms. However, it's not all that is. And mm. in particular, um, when it comes to healing, um, you'll get a you know you'll you'll get kind of a, a, a temporary sort of a um, benefit from you know working in that energetic space. But actually, to do the more permanent, the more long term ability to restore or shift timelines and things like that, it comes down to a, a deeper inner workings, mm. um, and it comes back to that tree of life grid. Now, even within that there's um you know you can be misled through there's the 10 tree of life and then there's the 12 tree of life so it's sort of you know it's understanding there's so much um 
bits of information out there, um, but not all of it is um, accurate. So yeah, discernment um, is key. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what else to, to yeah. say about that because it is. It's such a um, again another one of those layering um, yeah. techniques. But at the end of the day, it comes back to if you want to simplify it to energy, frequency, and vibration. It comes down to um, you know the energetic signature that we have, which is what it's a sine wave, mm -hmm. right? Um, which is a is is what when people um, say that we are punished for our sins, it's actually the sine wave it's the frequency you're on this mm. is what you know we we are creators is is what we experience and bring into our world so i see oh you can break it down like into crazy um mm. levels uh depends on how deep you want to go mm. but to um, but to your point as well it's so true we are energetic beings made up of energy frequency vibration and I mean, that is, I mean, even like you, you know, even the table that this computer's sitting on is like at, at the um, base of it, it's all moving around. Everything's alive. And this yeah. is another indoctrination, you know, like what we believe to be um, that we assign a meaning to. It's a meaningless world. Um, we assign meanings to everything. So mm. do we assign, you know, it, we, we're taught also that things like computers, tables, whatever, inanimate mm. objects, that they're not real or they're not alive. They are. They are still energy. They are still an electromagnetic frequency. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's understanding that that on that level that's going in through the depth of it all and then how we resonate with the, um, you know, the celestial bodies that are coming in they're not planets like we think they are the planes you know you think about the t the t is a symbol the t is a symbol for energy flowing um and so the, all the planes of the of the cosmos or whatever that come in they all it all resonates within us it's all part of who we are we are <laughs> the cosmos yeah. and um i guess I guess really for people to to understand that on a you know a knowingness level um again there's there's no energy held in these three-dimensional structures that are presented within us because the it's not it's not all that is and mm. um but there is a um as i said several times there is a an actual urgency at the moment for people to um undergo this process this undergo this light body process to be able to um to be activating you know dormant templates that are within us because it's part of um you know what's going on up in the out in the cosmos and it, it is really much linked to our what's happening in the time matrix and what's happening um yeah obviously then how that translates into our physical realm as well um mm. yeah there's a lot going on behind the scenes that people probably aren't ready to hear so yeah, yeah but that's sort of where we go yeah no i love that and it's so yeah. true there is a lot going on behind the scenes that's probably a whole other podcast absolutely yeah, I'm so loving chatting to you. Um, before we wrap Thank up, you. is there anything else in your on your heart that you want to share right now? Because I, I looked at the time, I forgot that I started half an hour earlier than I normally do. So um, I know I'll we've been going all day long, Jeb. We can talk. I know that's my problem. Yeah, <laughs> I love long-minded descendants of talkers. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, oh, 
what's on my heart at the moment? I really look at um, what's going on around us. You know, that's part of a, a really big part of my world as well is um, trying to, to, to create and, and pave a way forward. Um, oh, it leads us out of out of the darkness, out of the, the places that, you know, we look around and we see the state of our world and, and how it's so upside down, it's so topsy-turvy, it's so um, unstable and I don't know. Um, we've not seen times like this before, you know, and um, well, not, not in our lifetime that we, um, that many of us can recall or remember. And uh, it, it just, What's on my heart is that there's, there's so many more important things for us to be placing our attention on at the moment. Um, and that we need to be mindful. We need to be mindful of, of where we're, we're placing our attention, where our energy is going, um, and to see beyond, to see beyond what's placed in front of us because, you know, it's not, it's not the reality. It's not the truth of, of what is going on. But if we don't do something about it, you know, if we don't, if if we don't step in, stand up, speak out, you know, um, lead the way, shine the light on the darkness, but also on the on path forward as well. If we're not, if we're not prepared to do that because we're afraid of what people might think of us, or we might, it might not come out right, or you know, whatever it is, um, and that is a big thing. If, if we're not going to step into that that space and um, stand up and be the leaders that we're all designed to be um where what kind of world are we living are leaving for our future generations this isn't something that i ever really considered when i was younger mm. but now i feel like the most important thing for us is to is to actually really consider um every every choice that we make um is leading us to uh, towards that future so so what what are, how, what is the world that we want to see mm. uh, so that's really my message to anyone who's listening is to to look at all the little things that you know the little changes the little actions the things that we can do the the, the opportunities we get to expand to um to you know to to shine our lights uh it's more more needed now than ever so um fuck what anyone thinks <laughs> um you know um you're probably going to lose a few friends along the way or whatever but um you know that's half the problem we've all sat quiet for, for way too long uh, we wouldn't be in the mess that we're in now if it wasn't for you know if it wasn't for the the fact that people have just sort of gone along too tired too distracted too exhausted can't you know don't feel that they can make a change we can change more than what we realize so um i just encourage everybody to find that place within their within their world mm, that is so well said i love it so much jim <laughs> i love it so much thank you so Thanks so much having me. oh look it's just awesome how can people find you by the way where where are you living most online that people can go over and uh your best place to help me is insta yeah mm -hmm. insta well I'm, I'm so shadow banned censored you know whatever but yeah um you might be asked if you're sure you want to follow me um <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if they're doing that anymore but yeah hit me up on insta Gemma g um three 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 um is my handle and uh yeah i'm i'm open for 
anybody stepping out reaching out yeah say hi say hi definitely say hi say you hi. are so bloody awesome Gemma thank you again for coming on thank you at home for listening and tuning into this awesome chin wag it was so much fun so I appreciate you being here too uh if you haven't Absolutely. already subscribe do all that sort of stuff leave a review leave a comment love hearing from you Gemma love hearing from you too so Gemma just thanks again for being on the show you are amazing and I'm just I'm so grateful that uh we could have this conversation today Thank you. And I, I would just want to finish that off with saying, you know, thank you for what you do as well, because, you know, this is a perfect example of, of, of stepping out and, and um, shining light for people and showing away. So I really appreciate you and the work that you do and, um, and what you bring to the world. So thank you for having me. Oh, thanks, Jim. Much love. <laughs>